Another Christmas without Papa Donkey Kong. We're talking Donkey Kong. Hit it. It was 1981. The USSR launched the Venera 13 spacecraft. Anti-nuclear protesters invaded the Diablo Canyon nuclear reactor in California. Olivia Newton-John got physical, and an arcade mega-hit starring a plumber and a gorilla took the world by storm. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me are two totally rad Christmas all-stars. My first guest, you'll remember when we talked Pac-Man from Lost Christmas, it's Jeff Lofton. Jeff, what's happening? Hey, happy to be here, Jerry. <laughs> and I'm glad you're here, too, because I know you have a wicked arcade. So. I do. Yeah, I have a home <laughs> arcade I'm super proud of, and I'm super psyched to talk Donkey Kong. Heck yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, but before we do that, let's go ahead and introduce my second all-star. You'll remember him from uh, when we dove into dove dived whatever dived into uh gremlins batman wrestling and the macy's thanksgiving day parade from feliz christmas merry navidad it's manny torres manny how you doing i'm doing pretty good how about you guys <laughs> you know it's a little windy but i'm okay oh that's great <laughs> so okay we're here to talk donkey kong and this is a game that i used to love as a kid but what about y'all? Like, what do you remember about Donkey Kong? Like, what's your experience or your history? Uh, why don't we start with you, Jeff? So Donkey Kong was the game where it always seemed so simple. The concept is so simple. You try and climb to the top of the tower or in the like, case of Donkey Kong Jr. trying to get to the top of the jungle. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it was so freaking hard. Like for me, I guess it was just yeah. as a kid, like wasted so many quarters uh and it, it it was usually at skate night is when i would normally play this or at the nice. arcade at the mall when we would yes. go on the weekend uh but i i just i always love it i still have nostalgia for all the different iterations of donkey kong so it's also my favorite donkey kong jr at least because uh it was the it's the only game with mario as the villain ever yes which i remember vividly like Mario being, you know, the, the main antagonist yeah. and just like not being able to wrap my brain around it because you were Mario in the first one, you know, and I was yeah, just exactly. this, this, this little punk kid like trying to play like, but why is Mario the bad guy? Right. <laughs> well, in this case, he was Jumpman back then. He was, yeah. Jumpman, he, he wasn't Mario yet. How, how he started. Right. That's right. right. Right, named after uh, Mario Sagali, who was the uh, the landlord of Nintendo of America. And when they couldn't quite pay their bills on time, they were able to give him a credit, and that kind of placated him for a bit. So that's right. And we're going to get into the naming of how it became Donkey Kong too. You gonna you want to go through that? <laughs> well, there's a, there, we we can. There's a few yeah. uh, urban there's legends, yeah. and uh, yeah, and apparently. No one's really sure which one it is, although uh, there are some various theories and uh, uh, Miyamoto himself kind of came out and remembered it one way. But 
who knows at this point it yeah. could be it's, it's history talks but uh, so let's go back first and talk about nintendo of america so it's a subsidiary of nintendo formed in 1980 and they released a game that really kind of bombed called radar scope it tested ridiculously poor and so the head of Nintendo thought, well, maybe if we just swap out, you know, some of the, the guts, we can keep the cabinet and rework this game into something where we don't lose our shirts. And so uh, he commissioned uh, Shigeru Miyamoto to develop the concept. And it this is how Donkey Kong came about. And at the time, they were also trying to get licensing to a Popeye game. When the license fell through, they just reworked these characters. And so Bluto became Donkey Kong. Sure. Uh, of course, Popeye became Mario and Olive Oil became Pauline, Mario's first girlfriend. Uh, I'm sorry, Princess Peach, but, you know, we got to talk about it. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, he moved on. <laughs> yep i you know you gotta you gotta keep going right yeah he, he moved up in scale from chasing a uh, a large gorilla to a lizard thing <laughs> <laughs> whatever that thing is right yeah whatever he's a koopa of some kind whatever that is yeah 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 he's like a dragon turtle, turtle which is kind of cool but <laughs> oh, but kind of not yeah which as an aside, how how jazzed are you for the Mario movie coming out? Less jazzed after hearing the accent, but uh, <laughs> the, but the movie. I, I mean, I, I'm a Nintendo fan, so I will I'll go see it regardless. It doesn't Same. matter how terrible but, but it is. You heard they did test um test screening and audio with the other guy. I forgot his name, and I think the person that lasted the longest was about 11 minutes. So imagine a hour and a half movie with you know driving people crazy. It's Mario. It's me. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm just so used to video game voice Mario now that yep. anything else uh, or Captain Lou, uh, you know, from Super Mario Brothers Super Show, mm -hmm. which I again was another one that I really loved. So Same. I think I could have gone either way. Of course, Captain Lou couldn't do it now. But, you know, uh, I, Chris Pratt was definitely an, an odd choice. But as far as Bowser goes, I think I'm OK with Jack Black's voice. Yeah, I've I've thought that they could have done a voiceover rather than having Mario speak. Just make it like the game where he doesn't really talk. Kind of like if you do a Zelda movie, you don't need to hear Zelda like Link actually Link, talk. Yeah, yeah, you just need the you need the voiceover. If you give me the voiceover, then they can narrate everything anyway. That's true. So, yeah, that's a good point. But hey, this is one route, so we'll, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment. I. I liked the trailer. Um, you're right. Mario's voice was a little wonky, but I, I dug the trailer. And yeah. I, I know, like I said, we're going off topic and I apologize. But I, I just, I really enjoyed, I guess, the kind of comedy. I know it's a little more kitty, but I know my kids are going to love it. So if they love it, then generally I tend to like it a little bit more. Yeah. You know, seeing the huge smiles on their face. So I'm okay with it being a little more kitty for now. Yes, I'm a little concerned about Mario's voice, but... I'm sure we'll kind of grow into it. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. But it does kind of make me excited for a possible Donkey Kong movie because I would like to see Donkey Kong show up in some of these. Agree. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So anyway, they they reworked the game. They even came up with some various uh, concept art. And so Donkey Kong was born. Now, the name Donkey Kong could refer to a lot of things. Sure. 
some people say that uh, they just randomly picked the word donkey out of a English uh, Japanese dictionary because it kind of means ridiculous or something silly. Uh, so that that's one story, and then Kong, just because of his association, he's a gorilla. His association yeah. with King Kong. Apparently, Kong is a very common word in Japan for uh, monkey or gorilla in general. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I read. So sure, I'll, we'll buy it. Yeah. Tell, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never having been to Japan for me, that that scans. Yeah, <laughs> that, I'll, that I'll, I'll give it a pass. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no one seems to really know. So. The word donkey also kind of refers to maybe stupid and goofy. So it could be that it was just another way of saying like silly monkey or silly Kong, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in 2001, Miyamoto himself actually stated that he thought the name would kind of convey stupid ape. And that's kind of how, how he picked that name. But I don't know. Have you have you heard anything about this other than that? Because that's kind of where I where I read yeah. So, you know, there was the, the lawsuit with, um, what was it universal about King Kong? They, mm. they, there was, there was the lawsuit in the the eighties about this. Um, so, but I, I think obviously there was like no real resolution. Universal didn't really win anything from that, but right. I, I think, I think it's probably one of those things where there wasn't really a lot of, um, documentation on it anyway. So right. whoever might've known, like, they were like, oh, here, just change the name. Just you know, scrub it and write something else. And I think that's probably what happened. So they probably did just grab that dictionary and were like, oh, what's the what's name for stupid? Right? So, yeah. <laughs> it probably is the most believable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like in Ghostbusters when they film, you know, they would film everything twice. And so mm -hmm. they would film it using the name Ghostbusters. And then they would film it using, I think it was what, Ghost Breakers or something like that. Ghost Beaters. <laughs> it was some, something just in case they couldn't get the rights to that name Ghostbusters. Since it had previously been used in the in the mid seventies by a like a what was it uh, some sort of I don't know show or something there was a few episodes of a show and so Ghostbusters was kind of technically taken wow so, yeah so I, I kind of get the feeling it was like that what if they had the name and then they're like okay let's change this really quickly right yeah I, I, <laughs> I think that's totally vibe especially having uh, read Console Wars uh, I'm not sure if you've you guys have read that but. It's it it talks about how f like flying by the seat of their pants they were in the seventies and eighties like <laughs> just like oh no <laughs> get get out the duct tape let's let's just cover this up no I mean I, I completely believe it so I've never read it I've seen uh, s several adaptations or loose adaptations or something similar in style sure. you know to it but uh, it it is very exciting to think about those early days of like Atari and Coleco and all those just trying to make their name known Nintendo you know yep. and then where we've gone since then you know when Sega came around and some of the tactics they would use to try to win and beat <laughs> it's it. just crazy because at the time of course Nintendo had a monopoly you know in the late 80s early 90s they they oh, really really sure. dominated everything and so when Sega was trying to break through Nintendo usually had a lot of a pull and they would kind of strong on their way into like making Walmarts and Toys R Us not carry any yeah. of these Genesis things so you know seeing all that stuff it's it really makes me wonder what about what really happened at some of these others oh yeah uh, what what backroom deals were going on and exactly like, yeah what shenanigans happened <laughs> they'll make him an offer he can't refuse <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so donkey kong was released first they did a limited test run in a few bars and and they went really well and then they started selling them and 
it was a huge hit and i don't i mean i don't blame him it really is a fun fun game it is you're this plumber that like moves up levels and there's these barrels and uh, weapons that you can use it's and yes i know pixels gets a lot of hate because it's not a very good movie but you know what i really enjoyed that donkey kong sequence <laughs> right yeah so the thing about donkey kong is it's easy to understand right mm-hmm. you you try and you move left right and vertically it's very right. straightforward so the concept was not difficult it wasn't you know wasn't super fast paced either it was super right. easy to understand and that's why it appealed to a wide variety of people like you could Right. walk up and it's got the demo playing, you know, it's on loop and it shows you kind of what you're supposed to do. And you're like, Oh, I can do that. <laughs> and then six seconds later, when you're already out of your first quarter, you're like, Oh wait, I can do that. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that's when you actually learn the true meaning of uh stick drift, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not a new thing that comes from way before. Cause I had spirits at, at the pizza place by my uncle's store. Oh, yeah. Oh man. When you're moving one way, he goes, oh, no, you have to actually learn, you know, if it was backwards of, mm-hmm. you know, a bad setting or whatever out of nowhere. Then. Yeah. No, the worst was like when it was a, at a pizza place because the handle would be all greasy, you know, yes, exactly. the joystick. So oh, sometimes you kind of slip. Yeah, just, yeah, the controls just, it's awful. Sure. And if you <laughs> retrofit, like, so some, some places they would retrofit, mm-hmm. um, arcade joysticks and if you had an eight-way and you put it into a four-way or vice versa oh right changes the dynamics of of how a a, a joystick works so i can say that for because i have to go underneath my arcade at home when i'm Mm -hmm. gonna play pac-man i need to go and put it into a four-way so that it doesn't just because it it functions completely differently right right so playing playing pac-man or donkey kong compared to playing like street fighter exactly very different dynamics from Mm -hmm. from a movement perspective well, and speaking of the uh, the game physics themselves are, are actually not too bad. So no. there's a lot of variation in on uh, in video game cartridge physics. So like you're talking about uh, the way you jump in Mega Man versus the way you jump in Mario. You know, it's there's like completely different uh, gravity settings. There's sometimes you can go really really high just depending on how you you actually do it. In some games, if you hold the button down even even more, then you can jump higher or double jump. And so there's a lot of variation, but this was pretty straightforward. And so, again, I think you're right. It appealed to a lot more players, people like from our age all the way up to, you know, the 20s and 30 year olds that I remember seeing at the arcade because that's where I played it as well. uh, At first was in the arcade in the mall. I remember it was the arcade in the mall, which I cannot remember the name of it to save my life, but I feel like they all had the same name, but it (laughs) was, it was written in neon. Yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. Like cursive neon. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) There was some guy with a mullet and like a really gross mustache that worked there at the front (laughs) desk. I, I think it was the same guy at every arcade. I, I don't know how he worked at every one of them. But... It's a clone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it came with the uh, the package deal when you bought bought into the <laughs> the franchise or something. Yep, yeah. No. The, I yeah. I know what you mean. It 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 always seemed to be the same or the uh, the teenager that you know with the acne something like that yep. you know, but they were always there. And I, I remember the colors. I remember the lights and everything. I, I even remember the smells from when, like, you walked in because it always had like a certain scent. But yeah, it was. It didn't have like a wet rug scent. Yes, <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's exactly it. 
Yep, and uh, and and cheap teenage cologne sometimes. Yes, yes, I and do like way it. too much, but it didn't ever cover the like dankness that <laughs> <laughs> that that was in there. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, it was just because yeah. it was inevitably tucked away in a corner somewhere, yeah. which probably had a leak, and so there right. was. I mean, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and and Donkey Kong. Uh, I remember Pac Man was another really popular one. Mrs. Yep. Pac Man later on, of course. Tron. I don't know if you remember the Tron game. I do. There was one Star Wars Arcade, the, the Star Wars game, uh, where you're actually in the X Wing and you're flying. That one was really cool. I mean, there's a bunch of these games, but Donkey Kong was, to me at least as a kid, was the easiest because Pac Man was, for some reason, and, and don't, don't get me wrong. Donkey Kong was ridiculously hard to me, but it was a lot easier than when I would play Pac-Man or when I would play some of these others. Cause I agree with the ghosts chasing you, you know, you make one wrong turn and like, that's it. You're yeah. stuck. And with Donkey Kong, you can at least jump or kind of go back if you needed to a little bit. So yeah. there was a little more leeway than getting stuck in a corner by between two ghosts. Exactly. Well, and the ghosts moved left, right, and up, down, and right. for the for the most part, the the enemies, as you call them, in Donkey Kong, they they pretty much have one motion pattern, right? They're very right. predictable in how they move, right? Um, but the ghosts, they could they could keep moving around in different directions, so it was like that. You had to watch more things. So right. Just an, it was easier to focus. I thought. Yeah. It was especially for five year old me. Yeah. yeah. I just I I couldn't quite handle it. So. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, so the game did really, really well, so well that they some of the levels and things that they just couldn't fit because of of hardware limitations, software limitations, that uh, they decided to make a part two. And this became Donkey Kong Jr. And like you said, Mario is the antagonist. It's me, Mario. Because he's captured Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong's son, Donkey Kong Jr., is the one that has to go rescue him, save his dad. And it kind of, of course, is very, very similar. It kind of ends the same where at the end there's like a big, essentially, cave-in and Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. escape. Yep. So, And that brings us to part three, which came out in 83 so donkey kong 81 junior in 82 donkey kong 3 in 83 and uh there's a whole new protagonist i believe for that one it's like uh i think he's a exterminator sure yeah they decided to rip mario out i guess yeah i don't uh i don't know why but yeah yeah whatever whatever. it's Yeah. yeah it's cool and and again pretty much same mechanics but new enemies and you kind of have to like spray the plants or something. It was, it was interesting. More colors and exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then it kind of was dormant for a long time and we didn't really get any, I mean, we got a few things here and there with like in 86, there was a a few releases of the arcades on on NES, things like that. But it wasn't until 1994 where we get Donkey Kong country. Oh, that's my jam right there. The (laughs) Donkey Kong country is awesome <laughs> it's so great that whole series is phenomenal it really is yeah the hand-drawn graphics they're so great it's just a fun game to play mm-hmm. so much fun and it's all it was uh so they kind of were experimenting with the pre-rendered graphics mm-hmm. and so they were able to essentially make it look 3d which yep. was new i mean up till then yes they had 16-bit but it was still just kind of an approximation the way that they had these pre-rendered graphics it really looked you know great it, yeah, it was amazing. I remember the guys from Sega being pretty scared. And so they kind of came out with Vector Man in response and it just yep. wasn't the same. It just wasn't 
Donkey no, Kong. No, it wasn't. And, and honestly, the Donkey Kong Country games still look great today. Like if they you do. fire yeah. up a Super Nintendo, it looks really good. Now, obviously, you know, it would it would looks better on a CRT TV than it would be on like your your, <laughs> right. your new high definition TV. But that, that that's the the joy of like a hand drawn graphic. Those pre rendered graphics they just right. they hold up a little bit better than pixelated stuff. So. Oh, I completely agree. And uh, my wife still does have her old Super Nintendo. So every once in a while, we we boot it up and we play some games. And I'll of reach course, and grab mine in just a minute. I've got mine over here too. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so of course we have uh, Donkey now Kong. Now I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mario Kart. But yeah, Donkey Kong Country was was it was so fun. So great. The the villains were a whole new like species that were created for a different game and then yeah. were unused and kind of just ported into this particular one but it's just fun they introduced diddy kong and they kind of retconned so that this donkey kong is actually the grandson of the original donkey kong who is now cranky kong which yeah, is something they... that i remember like just when i read that just you know <laughs> yeah they built a timeline which was kind of nice yeah <laughs> yeah got this, this whole generational thing going with donkey kong Yes, and I'm a sucker for mythologies and world building and Same. things like that. Yeah. So it doesn't was... have to be well well constructed. It just <laughs> needs to exist. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> as long as it's there, you're I'm all in. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so so I remember thinking, like, wow, this is cool. Although at the time I wasn't sure how Mario kind of fit in. And so I did a little research. And so the average lifespan of a gorilla in the wild is about 35 years. So Mario still could be around and kicking, uh, if depending sure. on how old he was when he had to rescue his girlfriend. But <laughs> a lot of those problems are solved when uh, in Yoshi's Island, I think part two, where they introduced time travel. And that's right. That's the baby one, right? The baby one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So apparently we can kind of figure it all out and just just put it down as a uh, time travel shenanigans and we're all right. There you go. Yeah, they went the heroes route and just decided to throw in time travel just That's to mess right. with it. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy. You know, yeah. it gets you out of any kind of mess. So. You just hand wave, and it's <laughs> like right. oh, time travel. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. No one questions it because no one really understands time travel. That's exactly right. Right. Scott. But in Donkey Kong Country, they introduced Diddy Kong, uh, who originally was going to star as Donkey Kong Junior, and when his redesign was just too too far afield from the original Donkey Kong Jr.'s design, they decided to just create a new character after being told either create a new character sure. or change yeah. it. So, and and that tends to do it, you know, either. Most definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they created Donkey Kong's nephew. So I guess technically he is the great grand nephew of the original Donkey Kong, who is Cranky Kong. Sure. Okay. So I'm working it all out, trying to get it all straightened out. But they've expanded the universe. They've expanded the line. So there's uh, Donkey Kong's wife is named Wrinkly, or excuse me, Cranky Kong's wife. The original Donkey Kong ah. is Wrinkly Kong. Boy, she got shafted with the name, didn't she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's Goodness. a terrible, terrible name. That is, uh, yeah, that's rough. There's Funky Kong. There's uh, Dixie Kong. There's Candy Kong, who's Donkey Kong's girlfriend. So there's all sorts of just a Kong family living on this island here. Sure. I guess they're all related because they're all Kongs, I guess. Unless 
Unless we it's go a shallow it. gene pool, okay? We're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> get limited options. It's fine. We're just don't gonna go dive it in. Yeah. That's right. It, it's like the Lion King. You don't really want to dig deep into who everybody's related to because it's not worth it. Swanky Kong uh, was another one. Kitty Kong, who uh, was known as Dinky Kong in Japan. I mean, there's all sorts of Kongs here. I'm gonna just pretend like Kong is just a the generic name for monkey and not necessarily, you know, yeah. a, a surname. And exactly. I think it might make things work out a little bit better. Or it's just the most common last name, right? That's it's right. Like, <laughs> that's, right. That's, like, <laughs> that's right. It's just like Smith or, or Jones or something. Or maybe we, like uh, humans can't pronounce the nuance in the last name. And so we all just kind of mispronounce it as Kong, but there's like 36 different like versions <laughs> oh, and we just don't get it. I like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or they're all shortened. So there's like, Kank, Kongstein and uh, <laughs> Kongberg. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Uh, but there is a Christmas connection to all this Donkey Kongness. And I, I want to talk more about the games. But before we do that, I want to talk about some of the Christmas connections. So when Nintendo of America was licensed out, or, or when they were trying to license out Donkey Kong for home console release, they, on December 24th, 1981, they signed the deal with Coleco to produce the home console version of it. And then also, as uh, because, you know, once you get famous, you got to have your own cartoon, especially in the 80s. That was it. That's how you did it in the 80s. They created the Saturday Supercade and they licensed out Donkey Kong and some of the other games. So we had Frogger, we had Pitfall was one of them, Qbert was in there, and we had Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. as these different cartoons. And while many of these episodes are lost just because they, they weren't kept around. Yeah. It's, I mean, like there are several that are just lost, lost and no one knows there's no copies existent anymore, which is such a shame. It is a shame, but there was on uh let's see, I think it was November 19th, 1983. And we got a Christmas story, which was the 10th episode of the first season of Donkey Kong jr. Now, before that particular episode, we had, <laughs> I, I want to get this right here. Let me let me make sure I, I get it in my notes. But we actually had that airing right before because this, the Saturday Supercade was basically an hour-long block with four, three to four different cartoons that would run during that hour long. And they yeah. were all based on these. Now, before that particular episode, they actually had an episode of Donkey Kong. So, so not Junior, but actual Donkey Kong that I think wasn't Christmassy, but was wintry. Um, and I just can't, no one seems to know anything about it. It was just, it was gone. It's called Apey and the Snow Beast. So it sounds wintry, oh, but man. it's another one of those lost episodes that no one's ever found. Well, I task you with finding it, Jerry. Do it. I've been trying. I've Pick been it up. like my Google foo is, is pretty good, but I just cannot. It's, it's probably sitting on some shelf on somebody's dusty <laughs> VHS that they recorded it on in 1983. <laughs> It's in a box. They've just got yeah. hundreds of them, like just stacked somewhere. Well, and that's how a lot of these have made it onto YouTube and various yep. other programs. So the original, like first airing of the Saturday Supercade has now made it online. Yes, it's 
But there's just a ton of these episodes that no one has. And so luckily, several of the Q-Berts have been out there. Uh, Several of these DK Juniors and DKs are out there. But uh, yeah, there's just a lot that are lost. Here's here's what's going to happen. Somebody from Nintendo is going to hear this episode. I kid you not. (laughs) I think you give me way too much credit. (laughs) No, no, no. no. They're going to let it play it out, you know, you know, a year or two or whatever. And next thing you know, everything that you're saying is, you know, they're going to come out, you know, out of the vault with all these things and make it. Well, the, big ton of money from it. It's going to be part of Nintendo Switch Online. They're going <laughs> to oh, charge dear. you extra for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like terrible 10 minute yeah. episodes. Forty nine ninety nine. That's right. Hey, don't be surprised when that happens. Uh, like, well, I won't be surprised if they try and charge for anything, Manny. Yeah. No, they probably even right charge that. you for speaking about that. Oh, no, he stole our plans. Before I know. I, I'm scared to like <laughs> insert clips now. Right. Yeah. But uh, so. Ruby Spears was the one that actually created this cartoon. Ruby Spears, of course, a famous offshoot of Hanna-Barbera. And we get Frank Welker, one of the giants in voiceover and cartoon work. I mean, if there's a cartoon animal out there, it's either done by Don Messick or Frank Welker. If it's of any value. Exactly. Yeah. If (laughs) it's good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. Good point. Yeah. Of course, Frank Welker, also famous for, uh, I think his most famous role is probably Fred from Scooby-Doo. But he's done a bunch of other things, uh, Megatron, you know, just random everything. That's right. Yeah, he's just, he's voiceover royalty. So when I heard that Frank Welker was doing the voice, I thought, all right, I can't wait. And sure enough, you can tell it's a Frank Welker voice. Yeah, most definitely. (laughs) Yeah. But let's dive into this episode real quick because I'm excited to talk more about the games. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah, let's let's get this episode going. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was just a, a real short like 11 minute thing and it starts off with Donkey Kong Jr. carrying his buddy Bones who is kind of his uh I don't know, his road pal. It's so essentially the whole premise, let me let me start there. The premise of the show is that Donkey Kong Jr. and his buddy Bones are looking for his dad. Yep. Donkey Kong. He's escaped. Mario has kind of had him contained so he couldn't cause more mischief. He's escaped. And now Donkey Kong Jr. is looking for his father. And we're this is where the episode begins, where their motorcycle has broken down. And Jr. is carrying bones on the motorcycle through the snow in one hand using his monkey muscles. <laughs> and my favorite is right at the very beginning, Jerry. He says, oh, look, a city. And they're in the city. <laughs> like you, you didn't see it on the horizon. Like you, you suddenly show up and you're a block away from the first store. Oh, OK. But it's, it seems he's been looking for for his father for quite a while. because is another Christmas without my dad. So he yeah. does say that another Christmas without my dad. That's crazy. Our Mario was. Eesh. Yeah, he was rough. <laughs> so, so this definitely takes place after part two. Yes. <laughs> but. So they, they're trying to see if they can find someone to fix their motorcycle and they pass this mom and the kid who's like, you know, hey, we need to, you need to go check out Mr. Anderson because he can fix anything. He can even make toys, which that's, that's right. a random tidbit. Hey, but thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But we have toddlers, so we understand they throw in yeah. random tidbits. <laughs> that's right. Motorcycles, toys. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. all the same thing. When yeah. I need toys, I go to a mechanic, right? I mean, <laughs> 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 what what better for my kids to play with than power tools, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Black and Decker, right? That's right. Heavy machinery. It's perfect for toddlers. <laughs> so they they go to Mr. Anderson 
meanwhile, there's some, and I'm only going to use this word because they say it later on. I don't like to use this word, but they see some hobos that, that are just hanging around. And, the, and these these bums, I guess, or hobos, they overhear the child saying this to Junior. And so they say, did you hear that? I got an idea. Let's go check to see. Uh, let's go check this out and see if it's worth it. That's why Mr. Anderson is, Mom. He said his helper. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you know who can fix our motorcycle? Mr. Anderson, he can fix anything. And Mr. Anderson has this magic machine that makes toys. Did you hear that, Waldo? This I gotta see. So, Junior and Bones are there with Mr. Anderson, and they're trying out his magic machine that does not look like it belongs in the 80s at all. It's... Nope. <laughs> it's very steampunk, right? It is. It kind of yeah. has a steampunk vibe. It's just yeah, this little like, portable, yeah. I don't know, maybe about radio size. Not like boombox, 80s Like a boombox. toaster oven. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah. an artifact from the North Pole, you know. Well, maybe. He is Santa's go. helper, so you never know. Mm-hmm. But he says he's Santa's helper, and so they try it out. They As they name an object, they press a button, and it comes out of the machine. So they make tin soldiers, airplanes come out. but Waldo, who is the uh, the larger, the Fred more Fred Flintstone looking sure. of the two, steals the machine and runs away, and that's where the plot kind of really takes off. So, small point of order, just uh, definitionally, a hobo is like Jack Reacher, who does not have a home but is willing to work. So these guys are not hobos. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So they, they call themselves wrong. hobos, but they're not hobos. Yeah, they're, they're more like I guess I, I think like the dictionary definition, they would actually be like um, like vagrants or, uh. or or bums possibly because they don't seem to want to work or, or travel. Because at least if you travel, there's like a different definition. If you're like hopping trains and stuff, hmm. these guys just like want to lay around town and uh, not do anything. So, so well, I don't know. Later on, they do say that they'll open up their own store, right? Yeah, uh, that's that's fair. They okay. Say. <laughs> so, so I guess technically they're hobos, but maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh, they're they're aspiring hobos, right? I like we'll I like that. <laughs> <laughs> aspirational hobos. <laughs> they have goals. <laughs> hey, uh, Jerry, uh, you should you know put a shirt with that thing. I was going to say, I think I just got a new T-shirt. That's a T-shirt right. idea. Yeah. <laughs> With the toy machine. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> so, well, so they swipe the machine, and of course, Junior and Bones go after them. And we get a bunch of just nonsensical, uh, just just weird happenings. So my favorite part, as they're running away, Junior, he karate chops like a fence, yep. fence posts, and he, he cuts these posts in half. And so now this this fence is just structurally unsound in this one spot. Yep. <laughs> and he uses those posts as skis and they proceed to ski downhill faster than the car can drive. So I'm assuming maybe they just don't have snow snow chains or, or tire chains and they're uh I would think that might actually make them go faster downhill anyway, right? Well, <laughs> because that, that's, you're just sliding true. on the ice. That's true, yeah. Apparently they have negative friction at that point and um, <laughs> just, just oh, soaring. No. Yeah. But, so good. But even them. so, Junior and uh, Junior and Bones out ski them. That's right. They they make it very quickly. So they get ahead of the thieves and Bones. Meanwhile, as he's skiing down, he runs into a snowman, and so he gets that that classic cartoon trope of their he essentially becomes what he runs into, and so yep. he's covered in snow with the top hat. 
and the broom and it gives junior an idea and he karate chops a tree which luckily is completely hollow very fortunate yes yep also very sad for the tree that it was completely hollow but (laughs) you know i really wondered what happened to that tree like Uh, perhaps it's the runoff from that magic machine that they had right (laughs) (laughs) there's so much to call the epa have them investigate a little bit out there because that's that's dangerous well what is it uh matter cannot be created or or uh right it's just just transformed transformed. exactly so maybe they're taking parts of that tree somehow (laughs) that's exactly right it's taking natural matter from somewhere else and transforming it yeah (laughs) transmuting the innards of the tree I love how you've made this super dark, Jerry. That's it. <laughs> I think we did that with Pac-Man last time. Uh, we we did, yeah. <laughs> we unfortunately, cannibalism. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> okay, so luckily the tree is hollow. He chops it down, and this giant now log is blocking the road. And so, yep. of course, they're able to stop. Luckily, the the aspirational hobos see it in time and are and, able to slow down. Yep. And not run into it. Just in time. Just in time where they decide to get down and to their great misfortune, they see these two snowmen who happen to just be Donkey Kong Jr. and Bones in disguise. (laughs) It's that classic, that classic bit where, you know, someone looks back behind them and the, the thing's not moving anymore. And as soon as they turn around, it's moving again. Snowman Bones reporting for duty. That's it. Your snowman suit gives me an idea. Look up for that Okay, Bert. I think this snowman's alive. Snowman ain't real. This one is. And so is this one. Surprised you, didn't we? What a sound! Well, the snowmen move, and then, sure enough, they use their brooms and they whack them, and somehow they have these just perfect aim and they're able to jam them into this log. And those are some sturdy brooms, by the way. I don't know if you ever tried to hit anything like substantial with a broom, but it doesn't, doesn't work very well. Well, not that. Well, I guess it's sturdy, but not super sturdy because bones decides to lean up on his broom (laughs) and it bends like a, like when you're squeezing a toothpick or something. (laughs) That's right. It (laughs) bows out. Yeah. And it sure enough, he launches underneath Donkey Kong Jr., who had been holding this log and dislodges him, you know, like Atlas style. Yeah. <laughs> the villains escape and make their way down the road. So now at this point, Jr. has to save Bones. They leave. And as they head further into the town, they discover the car of the the thieves or villains or whatever we want to call them right now. Yep. So the knaves. Ooh, I like that. Knaves. There we <laughs> the go. Knaves. I did like how a lot of the the shops in this town were decorated with garland, just lots of hanging garland. It was very Christmassy. The score actually was playing Jingle Bells. Yeah, it was very festive. They did a good job with them. I mean, for, you know. For the time, yeah. What it was. Yeah, I mean, let's not give it too much credit. Well, exactly. The, The color palette was also made me super nostalgic it was very those muted kind of tones and yeah. i don't know how much of that was the transfer and how much of that was 
you know, deterioration of the original. But uh, I just I got a lot of feels from from that just watching it again. I, yeah, it had me sitting far too close to our uh, 13-inch TV back when I was growing up, you know, on Saturday mornings. That's that's what it reminded me of. 13-inch. <laughs> I remember having, yeah, yep. <laughs> and thinking it was it was the best thing ever. It was. It was the best, man. Yep. And you'd switch between the UHF and uh, whatever. Yeah. So just go back and forth because, you know, yeah. you, had, you had cartoons on for, you know, like three hours a week. And that was it. So they spot the, the thieves truck. And they follow him into a store where they're trying to sell this machine to a toy store. On Christmas Eve. <laughs> On Christmas Eve. And of course, the thieves can't get it to work correctly. There's a lot of that generic, random breaking machinery sounds and yep. sound effects that I loved. And springs. Lots of springs. There's always yeah. this spring sound. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and it looked like it was going to blow up, too. So yes. It did look like it was going to blow up. There was smoke and I think lights and stuff like that going on it doesn't work the guy's gonna throw them out as they're on their way out bones somehow found a santa costume and decided to dress up and he has he has junior in his sack (laughs) i love how the kids they're like these two random kids see him and like hey unaccompanied minors in a a store late on christmas eve hey it was the 80s that's that's a valid point right (laughs) anything happened back then that's true I remember, uh, in fact, I was just talking about this on my mask episode with some other guys, how when we'd go to the grocery store and like mom and dad would just go get groceries and we would just, you know, be in like the uh, the magazine and comic book aisle, you yeah. know, and the spinner rack and all that. Or or same thing at the mall. We just go to the arcade while mom and dad went around shopping. Yep. I mean, or B. Dalton books. I'd go to the bookstore or, or, and yep, yep, the comic Wal- books, right? Walden yeah. books was another yep. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good and, times. Yeah. So, so I get that these kids maybe could be unaccompanied. <laughs> that's that. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I, I forget. It's, it terrifies me to think of my children being unaccompanied on, but, but, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Oh God, that was 40 years ago now. Oh, Lord, I just felt don't old. say that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> don't say that. I mean, it was yesterday. There you <laughs> it was, go. It was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. It is 40 years ago, but that's okay. Uh, the girl asks for Dolly and a teddy bear and a horsey, and Bones tells her that Santa will give her all her gifts on Christmas morn, which, I mean, that's over-promising quite a bit. Right? You know? Yeah. Setting those standards pretty high, Bones. <laughs> but but as, the, as the guys are walking by, he grabs uh, Bert, who's the, the thinner of the two, mm-hmm. and he puts him on his lap. He sure did. <laughs> like, whoa, man. Okay. <laughs> That's a little edgy there, but he grabs him and he starts asking him what he wants for Christmas. And he's like, I don't need anything. We have this machine. But he says, well, you don't have one of these. And he brings out Junior, who is pretending to be like one of those toys, uh, monkeys with the drum. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And of course, he slams the drum onto his head. Bones takes his Santa hat and pulls it down over Waldo's head to get it, you know, to get the machine. But... As Bert actually falls into a big old box that that Junior then wraps, we get Bones accidentally falling into the box instead of Waldo. Of course, because why not? That's you know because because uh, this, this needs to be eleven minutes. And, yep, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> that would have been a perfect place to end it, but no, Waldo misses and uh, Bones falls in, and then Junior accidentally wraps Bones. That's so, right. Waldo takes the time to escape 
and they hide in some trash cans and then they do a, something that would land you in jail for at least 25 years they go <laughs> they go to a little girl's window and start asking her for money <laughs> that's right hello little girl you want to buy a nice teddy bear Sure. And she's like, she's all into it too. She's like, all right, let's, you know, yeah, let's, I, I'd like a, a teddy bear. Let's, let's do this. Right. <laughs> and of course they can't seem to get it to work, but I was just, I was flummoxed at what they did with, with that there. I mean, yeah, again, I know it was a different time. It was the eighties, but still like, that's just creepy. That's, I mean, it's, I, it's, yeah, it's not like they didn't have issues in the eighties either. Right. So. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how in order to find where the thieves have gone, Junior and Bones climb up into like the big town square Christmas tree. Yep. And then look down. It's a huge tree. Has to be at least 20 feet, if not more. And they're looking down. They see them and they grab some ornaments and they slide down the telephone pole. Yep. (laughs) Which... Oh man! Because because cartoons. I mean, that's no more outlandish yeah. than anything you see now. So well, that's true. I suppose I, my kids do watch Paw Patrol. And there's some same. Funny stuff yeah. There. yeah, my my so, kids love Paw Patrol. So that and you know. Bluey. I do like Bluey. Don't get me started on Bluey. Let's <laughs> let's let's not get into Bluey today, Gary. There, there's actually an '80s episode uh, of Bluey. Have you seen that one? It's from season I, three. I have. I have not. I have not. I, <laughs> so, I'll, 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 I'll text you when I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's decent. It's like episode 25 or 26 in season three. Something okay. Like that. But anyway, that's the one episode that I can handle. But uh, anyway, so they, uh, they slide down and they confront the thieves on the roof. Yeah. And as the, the, they're like backing up, trying to create something, they keep pressing the buttons and they fall off the building roof oh um, this was they time stopped apparently <laughs> <laughs> well I love this yes it takes some it's either a really 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 tall building or a junior has just phenomenal reflexes because he's hey, able junior to has grab abilities he's able to grab a wreath which has to be at least a 48 inch wreath to get one man so yep. imagine uh trying to fit two men but he grabs some some wire from somewhere and the wreath and he like throws it down and lassos the thieves, luckily. Yep. Before they hit the ground. Yes. I don't know how, but he saves their lives. And he did. So and and yeah. And was, the um, machine. He saves the machine. Oh, he was able to do that butt slide, you know, all the way down. To- that's, <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh bones, yeah, slides down the, the fire escape. That's right. <laughs> And anyway, so they go to Mr. Anderson. He they help him wrap presents and get everything ready. And in the end, it turns out he really is Santa's helper because at midnight, Santa comes to collect all these extra presents that he just didn't have time to make. Midnight, right on schedule. Is it really him? Who cares? When I was a kid, he never brought me the fire engine I wanted. <laughs> it is him. And he left. He's behind. Me? Just the one I always wanted. I'm Donna. I'm Blitzen. I'm Kesha and Prince. 
Gosh, Junior, that's Santa Claus. And Mr. Anderson really is Santa's helper. Which raises so many questions, but not nonetheless. But answer Southern's <laughs> questions. Because here's the thing. I mean, people always wonder, like, how much toys does he fit from the North Pole? So maybe he has all these helpers. You know, <laughs> helpers along location. the way. Yeah, exactly. He picks that up. So that makes more sense, you know, than what is it? A uh, bottomless sack or whatever. So it would be a bag of holding from D&D lore. But sure, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. Or, uh, or Hermione's bag from uh, right. Harry Potter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, bag but... of recall whatever it is but yeah then that's a good point manny uh if if he has these strategically placed right right yeah it raises some eyebrows but yeah. then you know and maybe uh maybe that temporal shift we had waiting for uh donkey kong jr to lasso those guys maybe that was like santa's impending maybe arrival, it was santa right? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> caused the blip in time so it slowed down yeah, that, that scene was like 20% of that episode. So <laughs> did you ever see the uh the movie Trancers? Oh with Tim Thomerson. So long time ago. Yeah. He has a watch no. that gives him a long second. So like one second is actually like 10 seconds or something like that. So I'm wondering if that's what happened. Maybe maybe Junior has one of those watches and he pressed it and he has a long second. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Or or you know, time travel. Or magic, right? <laughs> or yeah. Christmas magic. Christmas it was a Christmas magic. miracle, yeah. right? Hey, yeah. he he has a lot of abilities, man. That's why he's not in the video games now. You know, be too easy to win with him. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, he does come. He does make a couple of appearances here and there, but it's very very random in the games. Uh, it's it's not like Diddy Kong who's in everything or Donkey Kong who's in everything. It's 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 much more sporadic. I think there's only like two or three other appearances since his creation. He's the prodigal son. He goes away for long periods. Hey, I have and... Diddy, this is Diddy Kong right here on the top of my tree. That's oh, okay, nice. oh, is it really? Okay, nice. nice. Look at the ha- look at the hat sticking to towards the tree topper. Okay. All right, right on. That's cool. It's a little hard to see from there, but yeah, I gotcha. That's cool. Okay, I have some questions. So Cranky Kong was the original Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Jr. is his son. And we know that Donkey the new Donkey Kong is his grandson. Okay. So does that mean that he's Donkey Kong Jr.'s son? Or, uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily follow. He could be from the son of, you know, someone else, uh, a, another child that we've never met. But I think it's a safe assumption to think that yeah. maybe it's Jr.'s son. Yeah. So he's the third. So he would be Donkey Kong the third. Yeah. Trip. <laughs> call, call him Trip. Yeah. Trey. We'll call yeah. him Trey. Love it. <laughs> DK Trey. One of my favorite things about the game. And I want to get back to the game because yeah, the episode yes. was fun. It was yeah. it was uh, it was good, whatever. But uh, so the game, especially Donkey Kong Country, the mechanics of it, how you could, if you were Diddy, you could hop on, you know, Donkey Kong's back, just little things like yeah. that. You could be thrown later on when you start getting the Wii and and all those games of you know sixty four. There was just so many more things you could do. Dixie, her her hair would spin. You could kind of float a little bit. Oh yeah which is super cool. Uh, Junior, not Junior, Diddy being a spider monkey, you could you know, climb a little bit better or, or jump a little higher. Yep. There was just so many fun things. Did did you ever like complete 100% any of those games? So all the Donkey Kong countries, my friends and I did, we did all of them. Uh, but this nice. was years later. I think we were in college and we right. were like, you know what we never did? 
<laughs> yeah. so, so we did that, and then we did uh, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. We did that. Wow, one. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I love it. Um, and then Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, oh I've, man, that's, oh. that is my jam. <laughs> I, I've got my sixty-four literally within reach. I, I will, I'll boot it up. We will play right now. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and I and I will work both of you in that game. I know I know that game inside and out. I love it. <laughs> I, I believe it. So I am like I'll I'll, I'll give you a few a few laps. <laughs> I am ridiculously good at Mega Man and fighting games. Mm. But like anything else, I'm terrible at driving games, I'm bad at. But it's funny cuz that one didn't get as much play as Mario Kart. Mario Kart seems to be the thing so nintendo really took mario from that first donkey kong game and kind of just made him their spokesman yep. and so everything is just mario uh even though you're right there's like a lot of these games that are so much fun i haven't tried that uh the last one from a few years ago the uh what was it like the big freeze or something the tropical, tropical freeze, freeze. Tro- tropical yeah. freeze yeah those are, those are fun they're, yeah. they're fun yeah okay i mean they're not a they don't have the same nostalgia feel. yeah right. you don't you don't, you don't right. have this exactly you don't get the same feel I mean, but to me, Diddy Kong Racing was better than Mario Kart because it was something different. Like it you're was, racing right? the the stages and all that. It's way different than what Mario Kart had, and it's something mm. that they could still adapt it. You know, nowadays Easy. and they just drop the concept. Yep. Mm. And wonder... part of that too was the split with with Rare um, going with Microsoft when, Mac- right. when Microsoft acquired Rare. They acquired all the characters except for the Diddy Kong like family. So all those uh, characters went with them, and so they couldn't couldn't re- and that's why it was such a, a huge pain because they couldn't do a sequel, and then right. they re released it for the uh, I think the DS, uh, mm. but it was a little different, and there was like a weird like mechanic where you like blew into the DS to like make your plane go or something. It was very weird. Uh, so maybe that's why they really just started pushing Mario Kart instead. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, but here, here's the funny thing: Microsoft and Nintendo have a. Uh, a sort of an agreement now so yeah they they seem to like each other again so <laughs> all business Mi- yeah because Micro- microsoft yeah. doesn't want to come out with a handheld game yeah so they want to focus their handheld division instead of being a mobile division they want to focus for games on the nintendo switch so mm. i get it i could see mm. it yeah yeah switch is pretty popular until yeah, the next I have a thing few. comes I, out. I have <laughs> a few of those switches different colors and stuff so right on <laughs> i dig it yeah. So one thing I never super got into was uh, Nintendo 64. So I kind of stopped really around the 32X. Sure. Just because I, I was in band, I was in, uh, you know, I had internships going on. And then by the time I got to college, I couldn't afford my own consoles. So it wasn't until later when the Wii came out that I got a Wii and then the Wii U and now, of yeah. course, the Switch. So I'm still playing catch up on a lot of these games. But like the classic donkey kong and you know donkey kong country that whole series i mean they're just fantastic and you know you got to get all the the coins and and oh yeah the the kong in some of those games all the letters yeah you got to get the letters yep yep Yep. so fun Mm -hmm. and the 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 hidden items the easter eggs and stuff rare Rare was really good about that i will say in most of their games that rare makes they have easter eggs it's the same in um so they made like 007 Goldeneye, right? Oh, so, right. Oh, man, so they had all yeah. the all the Easter eggs, all the hidden items, the like hidden areas. Uh, so fun, and uh, that's that's the other thing now is we don't get games that are fully made anymore. Like there's always DLC right. that you have to purchase later, right. and um, they release patches because there's you know the games so are many, so many there's bugs. broken things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
And part of that is the nature of it. There's, you know, games are more complex and larger right. and, but give me a game that's fully made that I don't need the internet for and I'll, I'll play it. I'd love it. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be graphically intensive. I no, love old I, games. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Exactly. And, and hours. What, what'd you say? I could do Tetris for hours. <laughs> yeah, Tetris is great. Tetris, Dr. Mario. Those are the old puzzle games. Bubble oh Bubble. yeah yeah nice so we got the nintendo mini when it when it released mm-hmm. and my wife calls it the pill game because that's what, what yeah. her mom referred um to it to it and we played for hours like that thing we just played for hours with like the little right i don't know short cords just right there by the tv i mean that brought out you know the feelings from back in the day so oh, for sure <laughs> right on but it does make me wonder what would you guys say would be your hap hap happiest memory or moment of Donkey Kong? Ooh, uh, that's a good one. I, I think for me, it was um, it was probably skate night. So I have a I have cousins that are about ten years older than me, right? And okay. a lot of times they would be at the skating rink because at the time it wasn't like uncool for teenagers to be there, right? So, right, right. Um, so my you know my cousins would be there, and my older cousin would play Donkey Kong, and I'd be you know like second grade, third grade or whatever, and mm-hmm. go in and I'd, you know, have a quarter or two and play and just the the fun. And, you know, you have like the group of people around the arcade, watching somebody cheering them on and mm-hmm. uh, trying to beat your cousin's high school. If you could ever beat your, like your 10 year older cousin uh, at a, at a, at a game, it was the best. So mm-hmm. that, I would say that was my half, half happiest memory. I love it. That's it was... a, that's a time to brag for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Manny? Um, in this case, I was the middle cousin, and from Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64, the the Donkey Kong was a colored cartridge, yellow, if I'm not wrong. And my cousins, like my older and my younger cousin, we all got it at the same time. And just having that different colored cartridge, like it was freaking awesome. When we had people over, <laughs> they didn't care what game it was. They just wanted that cartridge, you know, just there. And mm-hmm. just... Going back, you know, then to the the things that I, I was imagining or whatever, and you're explaining at the beginning of the episode, like the whole family line and all that, because I yeah. mean, right there, you're just wondering, like, is this the same Donkey Kong from the arcade? Is this the same Donkey Kong from the pizza? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's come a long way. Mm-hmm. Right. So th- there's there's a lot of different memories there. But just that to me, it was a color cartridge for Nintendo 64. Like that was it, it stood out. So. Oh, for cool. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that kind of goes back to that, like Legends of Zelda, like golden cartridge. <laughs> yep. They had the gold cartridge. There mm-hmm. was uh, a couple blue cartridges, like Madden ninety nine, and right. the world is not enough. I think had one, the second or third double uh, seven game. Mm-hmm. And if I have it out, I don't think I have it out on the shelf, but I've I've, I've got quite a few. It's awesome. <laughs> one of these days, I gotta. We got to get together because I'm excited yeah. to play some of those games. <laughs> Sorry for inviting myself over, but that's a. Uh, Please I'm, do. I mean, you got to hike out to the to the country because I live in the boonies. But it's okay, <laughs> but, but, it is worth do, it. It is, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll bring pizza. How about that? Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but for me, I think my hap hap happiest memory was, uh, yeah, just going to the arcade in the mall and seeing the the big cabinet there and just i don't know there was something special about that particular game and like i said i liked pac-man i liked playing some of these other games but that one was just i could get it 
And even though I wasn't the best at it, like I, I was still better than I was at all the other games. So immediately that just upped it in its rankings. I think <laughs> it, yeah. it completely increased it. Yeah. It's level, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I remember just spending hours in there while my parents shopped. Yep. And so it was so cool, but now we come to my favorite part of the show which is a little segment I like to call gag me with a spoon. So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the episode. Uh, and so as the guests, I'll let you go first, just kind of set up the scene a little bit for us. Manny, you want to jump in or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first for the first time, Jay, or so, you know, what? <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm All writing right. this down. <laughs> okay, this is the scene where when they're doing this whole chase and everything, and they go into the gift wrapping place, and he, he grabs the, the gift wrapping. He's like, "Let's wrap these presents." I mean, what else can you do like that? <laughs> like True. that. That's, that's I mean, do the whole episode is, is a gag me with a spoon, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to, I got to. Okay, what about you, Jeff? So I'm going to go back. I already said it once because it, it drove me bonkers, but I'm going to go back to the very beginning of the show. Her der der. I'm carrying, I'm carrying the motorcycle. Oh, we're in a city. <laughs> we didn't see it. <laughs> we didn't see us approach the city for miles. Right. But suddenly we're in it. Right. It's there's, there's no real reason. We didn't crest a hill. We didn't cross nope. a river. Her der der. Here we are. <laughs> Oh man. So it's <laughs> good. Mine is <laughs> so it's at the very end actually when Santa's coming and Bert tells Waldo, you know, that uh hey, it really is the real Santa. And Waldo, <clears throat> I'm going to try to do my best Waldo voice here, but he says, "Who cares? When I was a kid, he never brought me the fire engine I wanted." The reason I didn't like this one was uh, you know, of course well then you were naughty if you didn't get it of course <laughs> that's why you became a hobo so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh you know i gotta ask so gi joe taught us that knowing is half the battle what do you think the other half is knowing how to use the toy maker machine that's right. fair yeah i would say uh the other half of the battle is uh understanding how to stop time <laughs> <laughs> So you can save both both aspiring hobos and a toy machine. So <laughs> that's good. So now I have a question, Jerry. Were were those um expandable wreaths something that was back <laughs> in the eighties? Because I have to buy different size wreaths every time I'm going to put them. You know, that's a good no. point. Do you do you sell expandable wreaths? We because don't I... sell expandable wreaths. No, no. Only I was trying. I was trying to get to that question. I was just trying. We to we only have them for uh, for monkeys that uh, try to save other people. <laughs> that's unfortunate. It seems yeah. like you're missing a market there. <laughs> the expandable. I'm going to sell them to. Uh, Police officers and firefighters and first responders, you know, just anyone that could use them to save other people. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, so those are both better than mine. I thought if knowing is half the battle, the other half is just getting Frank Welker to voice your character. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Let's be honest, right? Exactly. Oh, man, guys, it's been fun talking Donkey Kong and, and Donkey Kong Jr. But, uh, you know, tell me about your shows. Uh, why don't we start with you, Jeff? Sure. So. Uh... 
I host the Lost Christmas podcast, and I talk about the the history of Christmas, kind of the the lost traditions and the the beginnings of traditions, kind of where all of our history comes from. And uh, this season, season three, I'm calling the season of Santa. I'm really digging nice. deep into uh, Santa Clauses around the world, the the histories, and uh, uh, you can learn all about uh, different Santas around the world, kind of the uh, all the all the gift givers that we love that we don't maybe know. Right on. Yeah. I think most people don't know. Uh, let's see. What is it? I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Jet Morosh. Jet Morosh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Grandfather Frost. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had an episode about him uh, last season and uh, and the Snow Maiden. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Snegoroshka. But uh, yeah, there's there's so much. There's our, our, It's a big world. It it's really a, it's a, is. It's, yeah. a, it's a big world. And we share a lot of similarities with places around the world, too. So. Right on. Definitely go check it out. Where can they find you? Uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much any any major podcast network. Cool. And social media? Uh, so I, I'll be posting my first Instagram picture. I know I'm super behind, but I've got, I've got, <laughs> That's okay. I've got, I've got Facebook and Twitter, uh, follow us on there and, uh, look for me on, on Instagram. I'll be, I'll be posting and updating there too. Very cool. What about you, Manny? All right. Well, I've been here a few times before, but yes, my podcast is Feliz Christmas, Mary Navidad. This year, I'm trying to tackle the whole imaginary stuff, you know, going back and forth to the North Pole for younger listeners, while also trying to send a message of trying to do something good for somebody else, especially in in the times that we're living in right now, just to step away from the movies. And, you know, that's what all, you know, all the other podcasts Mm -hmm. is to be a little different. And yeah. You could find you could find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at FCMN Podcast. And now uh, YouTube has handles, so now I officially have my YouTube channel, which is at F- FCMN Podcast as well. Awesome. So my handle right is on. the same one throughout everything, and you can listen to us on any podcast platform. I keep looking online and keep finding my episodes there, so I'm I am pretty happy, and you know <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, you always and the the direction seems to be people listen to me on these episodes and then they go to my <laughs> and they go to mine because that's oh, usually that's... when when Jerry drops it like the next few days I'm getting more more listens. And that's downloads. awesome. <laughs> that's great. That's good, man. I'm glad. <laughs> non non paid promotion, right, Jerry? <laughs> hey, that's well. I just like talking to people, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if it helps. That's even better. So Jerry's the podfather, right? That's <laughs> Leave the gun. Take the. Oh, by the way, I found a blue cartridge. Oh, Ooh. that's nice. So, I, I knew I had one. I had yeah. to reach for it. That's awesome. Oh man, that's that's so good. But definitely check out both those shows. Lost Christmas is super informative and awesome. And Feliz Christmas, Mary Navidad. You can hear all about how many went to Walmart with COVID. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you can you can find out some really cool um, stuff there too, and it's always fun. Um, but uh, let me just say one more time. Thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun. This was great. And I'll yeah, end I enjoyed it by saying, gosh, did you hear? That's Santa Claus. Mr. Anderson really is Santa's helper. So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram at Totally Rad Christmas, Twitter at Rad Christmas, or our Facebook group, Totally Rad Christmas Mall and Arcade, where you can make your voice known to us as well. We post anything and everything 80s or Christmas related. And if you're feeling like Junior saving the day, 
Leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us reach more people and spread some rad holiday cheer. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our super dope website, totallyradchristmas.com, courtesy of Tis the Podcast Elf, Tom Crow. Merry Christmas, Bones. Later, dudes. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night.